A devil and a night king in a modern city fighting infernals. And it's not an isekai? No, I've seen everything. We watch Fire Force and we're here to answer the question, was it a kawaii disappointment? Hello everyone and welcome back to Quiet Disappointment, your weekly journey through the worlds of anime. With you as always is me, your host, producer, weeb of all trades, and night king of the round table, PJ. And me, a person who is spontaneously combusted and is now a demon, Skylar, er, an infernal, Skylar. <laughs> I was about to say, um, and joining us today as always is our dear friend and newest recruit to Company 8, Lauren. Hello, fire is one of my biggest fears in life, so... This is going to be great for me. That is so interesting. I yes. had a very intense pyromaniac phase. Also, Did you really? Oh, yeah. I set fire to everything the but the rain. Uh, oh. See, we, were, we got there. <laughs> no, it's so funny, Lauren, that you say mm. this, because I also have a huge fear of not fire in general, but being on fire and oh. dying by fire. And in 11th grade... Part of an assignment was to list the top five ways we like don't want to die. What a weird fucking oh my assignment! God, I know. That's so dark. Why, Mister Nickerson? Why? Why? We want answers. And I literally was like, number five, dying because someone set me on fire. Number Ooh. four, I accidentally set myself on fire. <laughs> number three, I spontaneously combusted and I became on fire. <laughs> number two, number two I walk <laughs> number two and number one have nothing to do with fire <laughs> it's just like I accidentally choke on a hostess cake <laughs> betrayed by my one true love <laughs> Uh, hostess cakes are great. So, I mean, but yes, I did, like, I wasn't, like, burning down, you know, buildings or anything. Like, I wasn't, like, an arsonist. I wasn't, like, an arsonist, right. but right. I was... An I was, arson-ish. like, I love fire. I will burn different things to see how different fires go. I got... I burned a lot of things I shouldn't have burned. Like your carpet? Like the entire carpet <laughs> of my bedroom. Oh, my God. Yeah, I was a I was a little menace. But and not just because of the pyromania. <laughs> oh, I mean that that and the kleptomania. See, look, two those are two big things and in combination, it's a PJ. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Oh, a past teenage PJ. Well, mm-hmm. all of that said, uh, if you have not gathered at this point, we are kicking off Supernatural Month as we have Lauren watch Fire Force. Here we go. Woo! All right, Lauren, <laughs> tell me, based on that name alone, what do you think this anime is going to be about? Okay, so I do know what fire is. That's great. I'm Thank so you. proud of you. Yeah, I feel like I have a leg <laughs> up here. I know that the Force is a Star Wars thing, so I am That's saying- the only place Force exists. That's it. Nowhere else. I've never... I, I'm really glad George Lucas made that. What is that? Fiorce? I'm sorry. I don't understand these Star Wars terms. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I don't, these physicists have nothing on George Lucas. But because, you know, we're in Supernatural Month and, you know, it could be a bridge between like superpowers and Supernatural because PJ is a smart kid who likes to combine the See, two I needed months. I need to go back in time and not tell you this because every first and last episode of the month, you're like, how uh-huh. did I bridge my theory? They're connected somehow. So um, using She's my too deductive... Smart. See? She's too smart. She reads the books, PJ. I no, read the books. She makes wild inferences based off of very little information. I make wild deductions based off of all of these clues given to me, and they're usually wrong. I'm thinking that these are going to be people who can manipulate fire somehow with okay. the force or magic or their supernatural abilities. Okay. And do what with it exactly? I don't know. I don't know. This could be like a fire bending situation where they just like have control of it. And then you see how it, their society is built and maybe they're fighting monsters with this fire. Maybe they have to fight monsters who also can manipulate fire. Fire versus fire. Fire versus fire. Who's going to win? Bad fire versus good fire. And how do you distinguish bad versus good, right? Fire just- Healing fire. It just it just goes. Fire. As soon as you start it, it's off and running and you can't stop it. And it just is this huge destructive force. So we live in California, so we would know. Oh God. Stressed out every time. But anyway, uh yeah, I I think it's gonna be the society where people can manipulate fire and um are probably protecting their loved ones from bad people or monsters who can also manipulate fire. Now, can everyone manipulate fire? No, I think this is kind of like a firebending situation where some people can and some people can't. It's something you could learn if you have the skill in you, but if you don't, then you can carry a torch. Right, 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 yeah, right. that's it. Can't wait to meet all the fire racists. Oh, this going to be rough. So once you saw the poster, did your thoughts change at all? Yes, because these are firefighters, which um, makes a lot more sense. So <laughs> I felt very silly. But then I was also confused because it looks like some of them have like weapons, like martial weapons or just like physical weapons, <laughs> which doesn't... I love, do you... <laughs> I love this use of martial you're constantly using. Well, that's like a, there's like a sword and then there's a gun. I'm like, what use do you think that's going to have on a fire? It's like Black Widow against the Chitari, where everyone has like these superpowers and there's Black Widow with the little pea shooter. And it's like, okay, go on. And off. parkour and a lively spirit. Firefighters in our world have axes. They do. I don't see any axes on this poster, though. But so the I'm- sword could act as an axe. It can axe as an axe. Ah, I see Ugh. what you did there. Maybe it is an axe and I just can't see the, the maybe, actual weapon. And maybe they're uh, stopping arsonists. So that's why he has a gun. Oh, see, I thought that this was going to be they're hunting supernatural fire demons because it's supernatural month. But again, not that weapons are going to be much use to them. But like pop off, sis. Because <laughs> like there's these little fire balls. I guess, um, that have maybe facial expressions. I'm like, ah, small fire demons that will, you know. Calcifer. Like Calcifer. Yeah. Who, you know, when they catch fire onto something, they're going to grow and become bigger, scarier, awful fire demons. And you have this fire force to fight them. Now, I feel like even based on your theory, I feel like hearing your theory, I can tell where I would answer the questions you have. But rather than do that, I'm just going to ask you to elaborate. Tell me more about the characters on this poster. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Um, I'll go I'll go front to back. 
because they're standing in a, in a line here. The man in the very front with kind of the buzz cut situation, I'm saying he's a, our seasoned veteran who is very much over this shit, but is going to be very committed to the cause. So he's been there for a bit. He's probably in charge. We'll see. Standing next to him is this man in the glasses with the gun. I'm saying he's the most competent one here, but he has a mean streak. Yeah, I think he enjoys hunting these demons down a little too much, and he probably gets a little too like violent with them. So that's going to be fun to see Satanism. how. There you go. See, everyone's got a little bit of Satan in them. Oh, I said Satanism, but yeah. Oh, well, I heard... <laughs> Something else. Satanism. Okay. Satanism. <laughs> and you were just like, yep, that. Sure. Why not? <laughs> I'll roll with the punches. But yeah. So those are your two gentlemen in the front moving on to this little girl who is in an oversized helmet. She's our newest recruit. I'm really not getting a lot from her. So I'm guessing she's the one we're going to see the like grow through most, most throughout the series. She might be our protagonist because everyone else has very distinguishing either features or expressions and she's just kind of there hanging out. So I think she's going to be the one that we focus on. This boy who is smiling next to her is very creepy. I say he's our turncoat because he's like way too excited about fighting these fire demons. So I think he secretly like wants to become a fire demon or is like working with the fire demon somehow. And um, he's going to, you know. The authors really were like, yeah, we'll make it obvious for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, listen, they're all looking at the fire, uh, supposedly, right? So like he's smiling. They're not looking at him. They're looking at the fire. They don't know that he is part of it or wants to be part of it. He's got sharp teeth, too. I don't know. He's corruptible. Oh, wow. Wow, Warren. We're going to go, ooh, sharp teeth equate to evil. It usually does. Together, we all know Lord's a racist. <laughs> I'm a teeth racist. What can I say? Her racist dentist father never taught her any better. <laughs> um, Moving on to the blonde gentleman who is in a hood. He clearly looks to be the most appalled by what's happening in front of him. So he's the one who will be very dedicated to this. I think he has a history with these fire demons, probably like destroying his whole hometown or his family or something. I really don't know what he thinks a sword is going to do against fire demons or an axe. I haven't seen the the top of the weapon yet, so who knows? Look, but if a gun works, a sword will work. I know. I'm like, what is a gun going to do against <laughs> fire? What's a gun going to do now, against like, fire? I don't want to guide your prediction here, Lauren, but there's clearly a nun here. How do you know she's not just blessing their weapons? Oh, that's true. See, I don't, I figured she was there to, you know, I figured she was the one who was actually fighting against them and the rest of them are running around on yeah, offense. Yeah, you know what clerics are. I do know what a cleric is. Yes. So anyway, maybe she's blessing their weapons. Anyways, let me change my prediction. <laughs> no, I definitely had like, in my notes, she's the most well-equipped to take on fire demons, honestly, because she's a nun. She's so, got anime and, and God, God on her, on her side. side. Oh my God. So I think she's the one who's actually going to be fighting against the fire demons. And with the insight from PJ, probably blessing a sword and a gun to make them actually effective against mm -hmm. fire. Because I don't know how else or why they would and have to be these clear, weapons. That's not based on, oh, because I've seen the show. That's me being like, Lord, based on the theory you're positing, this is the obvious answer. Right. Based on the fact that you play Dungeons and Dragons and you've set up all of this. We play Dungeons and Dragons. So this cleric can bless them. This nun, I guess, can bless them and their weaponry to fight against fire. 
fire demons. Maybe their weapons turn into fire. Okay, I think those are great theories. I'm very interested to see this dynamic, right, of like this, this you know, fire department that is mm-hmm. not fighting actual fires but fighting fire demons yes which is i mean you know i think a somewhat comparable skill but obviously it's going to require different tools obviously why we have our enchanted or blessed weapons here Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. granted i don't know if you would have i don't think you would have gotten to the blessed weapon i (laughs) would not have no i just you were just like there's these fucking idiots and a nun there's these fucking idiots and this nun who like knows what she's doing she just needed a little help from her friends pj it's the Beatles. These, this is the Beatles. <laughs> no, I like the prediction, and <laughs> Thank you. Um, we'll we'll see how true and uh, accurate it is as we take a quick break to watch episodes one and two of Fire Force. So stay tuned, everyone. We'll be right back. All right, we're back. We had Lauren watch episodes one and two of Fire Force. Lauren, tell me, what did you think? I need a another trauma swing. I think for this. <laughs> anime they're so sad and there's so much that happens to all these people but this was such a cool concept it's kind of like a mix of your pre-poster prediction and your post-poster prediction yeah i wasn't 100 percent right but i wasn't completely wrong either like you had the right idea with your pre-poster and then you thought it was completely wrong in your post-poster you right. had some details that were right in your post-poster i i did all over the place originally before i had ever watched this i like <laughs> for some reason i was just like ah uh fahrenheit 451 they set fires to kill things and honestly i wasn't too off i think so. you were insanely off if you've ever actually read fahrenheit 451 <laughs> i did read fahrenheit 451 okay well then maybe you need to reread it because that's not this is not at all like fahrenheit 451 i was like they have to set fires because the firemen are the bad people but they're not the bad people here a at least our company a and they're not setting fires they're using fire to fight fire so that they can protect the city how do they start the fire pj by it's setting spontaneous they actually, they actually don't set fires actively the they one time don't. that fucking maki sets a fire she scolded for it skylar yeah and it's only because she wanted to make a friend in the midst of battle they have to set fires what what did you watch the same anime that i did i did skylar i need you to stop because i need to go through some context and also i just need you to stop <laughs> oh god so fire force is based on the manga by atsushi okubo best known for his other piece of work that we will be watching later this month soul eater originally when pj and i were watching this i was like oh i'm getting soul eater vibes because of the sharp teeth he reminds me of soul and pj was like yeah because they're by the same person and i'm just like <laughs> that makes sense well yes we will watch that later this month so keep that in mind in the back Yay. of your head as we go into soul eater uh later this month the manga for so, uh, for fire force not for soul eater ran in kadansha's weekly shonen magazine from september 2015 to february 2022 so it ended only earlier this year for 33 total volume hmm. the anime was directed by yuki kase for season one and tatsuba minamikawa for season two being done by studio david production 
Productions and airing from July 2019 to December 2020 for two seasons on JNN, with a third season in production currently. In addition to this, there was also a Fire Force stage play that ran in Kanagawa from July to August of 2020, but that is the end of our context. So with that, let's jump into episode one and two. In a train station, a passenger spontaneously combusts in a cart. The Special Fire Force Company 8, a specialized fire brigade consisting of members with pyrokinetic abilities, is called in to assist. The brigade's purpose is to lay to rest infernals, fiery beasts that materialize from human bodies. As if in a religious ceremony, the company prays for the soul of the infernal in the train while they fight it, before destroying it with their powers, concluding the prayer. Shinra Kusakabe, a youth dubbed Devil's Footprints due to his power to ignite his feet at will, witnesses the incident and saves Iris, one of the firefighters, from falling debris with his speed. He explains to them that he is the new recruit for Company 8. Shinra is quickly dispatched on his first mission to save the wife of a factory owner that has infernalized. In the midst of the emergency, he recalls an incident in his youth in which he was accused of causing the fire that destroyed his home, killing his family, causing him to be feared and neglected, as well as leaving him with a desire to become a hero and save people. Shinra successfully destroys the infernal as him and the other company members honor her memory. Outside, he is greeted by the husband of the woman who tearfully thanks him for ending his wife's suffering. Shinra is told about the upcoming rookie fire soldier games and how he and the new recruit, Arthur Boyle, will represent Represents Special Fire Force Company 8. Shinra explains that he knows Arthur from the Academy and is heavily annoyed by his tendency of considering himself a king and acting like so. Lieutenant Hinoa orders Maki to test her abilities before the game. She easily defeats with her strength and fire inhibiting abilities as they are overconfident as third generation pyrokinetics. Suddenly, the company receives an emergency call of an infernal and attached house in the Urea district. When they arrive, Arthur and Shinra both draw their weapons in public against the captain's orders, an act he says can distress people who see the Fire Force as the saviors of the souls of the people consumed by flames. However, contrary to the previous Infernal they fought, this one calmly sits at his table, harmlessly enduring his pain. Captain Obi discovers a family picture in the room, and they all understand the Infernal is keeping calm to prevent harming his daughter. As such, Shinra and the company sorrowfully pray for the Infernal, as Arthur ends his misery in an instant with his plasma sword. Obi, sensing Shinra's guilt, explains that these situations are the daily life of a Fire Force member. Outside, the captain consoles Mikako, the Infernalized Man's daughter, causing Arthur and Shinra to learn more about the responsibilities of being in the Special Fire Force and that's episodes one and two of Fire Force. I know it's uh, a popular take that people do not want to live in Attack on Titans anime world. And I'm going to put this anime in the same category. I would not want to live here. Honestly, it's really sad. Horrifying. You have Absolutely horrifying. Everyone has to live with the thought that at any moment they could just burst into flames. Yes. Yes. And for... At this and their point family. in time, any anyone, and for no apparent reason, it just happens. Well, and let's be clear, they're not just turning like bursting into flames. Like I think that would be already a terrifying world, but they're bursting into flames, and then from the flames emerge infernal demons. Like right, yes, yeah, and that are just wreaking havoc on everything. It's absolutely awful. Ugh. Ugh. So, are you gonna apologize to best boy Shinra? Yeah, Lauren. Oh, you oh. were all over there like, look at this guy. He looks fucking evil. And is, um, I'm sorry. You're Listen. just as bad as his grandmother. I'm sorry. I will apologize. I've been misled in all of my animation watching people with pointed teeth are not all evil. And he smiles because he's a nervous boy, not because he's going <laughs> to be a turncoat. So that's shame on me. I've learned my lesson. Who else have you seen with sharp teeth who's a bad guy? To be fair, most characters in anime Most exclusively sharp teeth. Yeah. Especially wow. like Grell is weeping. And also there's a sexy librarian. Also, Grell is a evil character. You know, this is how you can tell, right? So straight teeth, 
probably okay. Just sharp molars in the back with a smirk? Probably an overpowered main character that is like not human in, uh, inherently. Someone like an Inuyasha or a Piccolo. Right, and then right. fully sharp teeth, probably a bad guy. Yes. See, there's a teeth scale. And based on oh, what no, I Oh no, am have I seen... the tooth racist now? No, 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 PJ, no, no. <laughs> there is a very important sexy librarian from Toilet Bound Hanukkah-kun who has very sharp teeth. You're right. He is very sexy. And not bad. Okay. I was going to say, sexiness doesn't make you a moral person. I don't know, Lauren. Okay. Sashomaru is a great example. Uh, Yeah, Sashomaru, (laughs) the best character in all of Inuyasha. What about him? No, you mean like the most awful character in Inuyasha? I think you said it He's literally not. He's not the one fucking everyone shit up. Okay, okay. So he's not the big bad. Lauren's like, here's the scale. Sashomaru, then Naraku. No other (laughs) order exists. (laughs) I just can't stand him. I can't stand him. Well, to show you aside, I understand again why you had that thought, but sure stop being thank tooth you. racist yes no thank you for you were um, honestly wrong about probably probably everyone's personality except for captain yeah even I then was. you kind of had that he was like overdoing this and i'm like no captain is very passionate about what he captain does. is like very passionate and he is very good at what he does and super chill so chill but also like a really great leader because he knows when to bring out like the lecture and like when to impart a lesson and when to just get down to business. But he's also funny when he's just in the the firehouse, just lifting weights all the time. And I like how I like the relationship between him and Hinoa, like Mm. where uh, when he's introducing himself to Shinra, Obi's just like doing like, (laughs) like upside down (laughs) hanging crunches. Yeah. And uh, Hinoa's like, can Can you you at least like actually get down before you introduce yourself? Like how fucking rude. Can you please? Can you please? <laughs> uh, yeah, no, um, pretty much wrong about everyone because Arthur is such a little shit. I oh, know yeah. he'll probably learn and grow, but these first that few episodes, I was idiot. like, you asshole. <laughs> the fact that he's always like, I'm a knight. And then Shinra is just like, oh, wait, just a knight? And he's like, a knight king, a king knight, the kingliest of knights. But like all the fucking time. All of the time. Every I'm- time I would argue. <laughs> It's kind of like um, Rose in Titanic, where the majority of her dialogue is Jack. The majority of his dialogue is just, I'm a Night King. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, what do you, I mean, like, so I guess like not to, because I mean, you're going to have your own opinion and I I think you should keep what your own opinion is. But Fire Force is a very divisive anime among like the anime community. Oh. There's a lot of people who love it and a lot of people who hate it. Really? Yeah. And I'm personally a love, like I blazed, pun intended, through this show when I first watched it. Because I'd heard about it for a long time. I, I didn't watch it until the pandemic. Uh, and I, you know, just put it on in the background one day and I just kind of didn't stop watching it because I, I really enjoy it. But right. I'm also like a very easily pleased shonen boy. Also, sh- uh, any anime boy. I just like liking things. So nine times out of ten, unless it's actively bad, I'm going to probably enjoy myself. Right. Mm-hmm. So I had a fun time watching this. But I do know a lot of people have issues with the show. And I mean, a lot of people don't like that Arthur has this whole like oh i'm a knight stick and i'm like i think it's fine i think it's fun i think yeah it's a play on king arthur well yeah but people are like oh we get it it's a play on king arthur yeah but i think that's fun to use in this context you know because he is the one who like brought all of england together and so he 
has this a lot of self-importance going into this, which means he's going to become better over time, ideally, hopefully, right? And again, it is a very scary world. And if he mm-hmm. needs to cling to this fact to, like, survive and, like, not have to worry about, you know, fucking bursting into demon fire, ugh. like, just let him, let, let him be. Again, yeah. he reminds me of what's-his-face from Psyche K. <laughs> What's his face from Psyche K? Right, yeah. right. Is it Darkwing? <laughs> oh, <laughs> my God. <Skyler. laughs> it's Jet Black Wings. Jet Black Wings. Yeah, Dark yeah. Wings, yeah. Anytime yeah. we have, a, like, a weird delusional kind of lives in, uh, like, a fictional fantasy via imagination, I'm just like, it's that guy. Is that guy from Psyche K? Is that guy. They don't have the music, though, which is the biggest tragedy Honestly, of all. Honestly, goddamn. The music is literally so good. It's so good. <laughs> The Judgment Knights of Thunder legendary it is hero. so long. I, yes. I feel like it's probably our most referenced piece of music on this pe- on this podcast. Because <laughs> it deserves it. Going to Fire Force, like, I, regardless right, right. of what other people think and kind of the progression, whatever you have, I personally, like, really love what, at least especially what you get in these two episodes, right? And that's mm. this podcast. We judge these enemies based on their first two episodes and nothing else. So if a show ends up sucking halfway through season one and de- never gets better, that's not what we're judging here. Yeah, uh, there's no way to know. <laughs> but basically, these two episodes, A, what I think a good anime does in two episodes is, and again, not to say that an anime that doesn't do this isn't as good, but I love when an anime does introduce you to all your key players in two episodes it flows easily easier for me because you know mm-hmm. at this point you know at least what is of as of now the main players of company eight you know you have your captain you have his first lieutenant you have you know you have like the person who's kind the of like, none it's interesting because like not to jump ahead to kind of the outro a little bit but the outro what i like about the outro is it gives you a little bit of backstory on the nuns yes <laughs> yeah it does and it's visuals but you yeah. know the nun is like in general i think this is just such a unique concept for a show right. regardless of any other feeling you might have for it like just this world where people spontaneously can bust and like turn into these infernal creatures and that the world has become a place where there are real firefighters right like they're partnering with like actual like you know firefighters firefighters at the beginning of the like episode out. two yeah and then like they are there as the fire brigade the fire force mm-hmm. the blue stripes you know they have like these special powers or don't right and like captain obi's case he's Captain just a Obi strong boy. is one of the only people that is in a fire force company let alone the only captain that captain of a fire force company that doesn't have pyrokinesis right really oh i like that he's and special. you know it makes him like a very dynamic and interesting character right because like mm-hmm. you know it makes you very curious about his motivations and stuff and you're like sometimes passion is enough to accomplish all your goals right and he even talks about it. he's like you guys can just go in like i have to put on like 30 tons of gear and like yeah you guys could do you know whatever you need to no matter what i have to prepare myself to do this and you know he's still successful yeah he still runs in there he still gets the job done and he makes sure that his his brigade comes out with him at the end which is a great leadership skill and i mean he's in general i think like if you're talking like leaders in anime i think he's one of the best Mm -hmm. he has really good like like leader conversations like talk downs with his team Mm -hmm. and he's really good at giving feedback (laughs) yes yes 
in a way that doesn't feel like he's still getting to the point, but it doesn't feel like he's knocking them down. Wonderful. It's not a shit sandwich. Regardless, Obi is an amazing leader. Uh, Probably one of the best leaders I've seen. Like, if you're talking like straight leadership, like, I think he's one of the best leaders I've seen in anime. I would agree. And then you have like Hinoa, who I I also really love. I love his kind of like whole like rules lawyer personality. (laughs) He's definitely (laughs) high intensity. So intense the whole time. He is never not intense. In the fight, out of the fight, he's at the same level of intensity always. I think Maki is probably one of my favorites because I love Maki. Oh, she's Maki. so cool. A, I'm a simp for, I mean, most female anime characters, but actually I don't simp for many female anime characters. The more I think about it, the more I simp for male anime characters. And this anime gives me both because I think Obi's hot, I think Kino is hot, and I think Maki's hot. Wow, uh, and that's a good And there's plenty trio. of other hot characters in this uh, in this anime, like Hanabi Literally. is also super hot. What I love about Maki, A, buff queen, ugh, God, buff women, they're the hottest out there. She's got the thing of like, she is like this very strong, very powerful person who just mm-hmm. kind of wants to be seen as feminine. Yeah. yeah. I like that trope a lot, actually. It's pretty common. And it's common, yeah. but I think she plays it to uh, the degree that I've probably liked the most. Because I do think a lot of times it is like this very masculinely drawn character. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh no, I just want to be seen as a girl. But she is this very beautiful young woman woman right. who regardless her strength does intimidate men and and honestly it is more of a critique on the characters that are intimidated by her than it is of her whereas i think mm-hmm. that trope usually is like being like ha 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 look at this like super masculine buff woman who wants to be seen as a girl isn't that dumb versus here it's like no like the guys are into her until she's like oh i'm also buff and strong and they're like oh you're kind of like a lot for me yeah that's just mm-hmm. sexism and misogyny though it is yeah but i like like pj said i think the the trope is play- played out extremely well oh yeah because she does go into like kick-ass mode where mm-hmm. she does just annihilate people and then immediately is like oh but i also made this cute little fire demon who's gonna be like my best friend and they're like stop that and she gets upset you know don't get me wrong arthur already piece of shit when he's like Such you're an ogre oh. and, but i like that he's like you're an ogre and she's like so you think i'm like like a manly ugly gorilla demon thing <laughs> And he's like, that's literally not what I said. <laughs> but it kind of is. He's like, I mean, if that if the shoe fits, but that's not what I said. <laughs> Your words, not mine. Oh my god. I did like they kept equating everyone to different like fantasy characters or fantasy tropes. I thought that was a fun time. And it, and it keeps happening throughout the show. Like, eventually you find out what Hinawa's is, what Obi's is. What I love is that it seems like we're going to head pretty soon into the tournament arc, which mm. is, like, always such a hit or miss. So I'm just happy that, like, they're already setting it up. First two episodes. They're like, hey, this is what it's about. We got to do this. That's when our heroes are always like, oh, I know how to push myself past the limit now. And it doesn't have to be in a dangerous situation. Yeah, kind of like training. Nine times out of ten, the tournament arc does become a dangerous situation. It's always like, literally, like, name one shonen tournament arc that, A, either halfway through doesn't get interrupted by the big bad and becomes a fight against the big bad, or you see the lower ranks or the person who thought they were the most powerful get demolished by the big bad, or the final like wave of the tournament arc isn't against the biggest bad they have. You have very few. I think it's like... Naruto. No, not even. (laughs) Naruto falls into the first camp of those two. It's literally My Hero Academia, and I can't think of one other version of it. That's it. Huh. These poor kids, they never get to finish their tournament. It sucks to be a teenager in shonen anime. (laughs) 
Konnichiwa, my fellow weebs. No big news this week, just a big thank you as always for listening. If you're craving more kawaii disappointment, head on over to our Patreon after this episode to listen to all of our bonus content. This month, we'll start posting our Kawaii Desu Archives episodes, former mainline episodes remastered with a special introduction. We will also have a reduced redo for June as we revisit last year's Pride lineup and have Lauren watch Banana Fish. So if you want to hear Lauren's thoughts on what a banana fish might be, want to hear Skylar cry her eyes out all over again, or are just excited to hear any of the other bonus content we've released or have planned to come down the pipeline, you can find us on Patreon by searching Kawaii Disappointment or by going to patreon.com slash kawaiidesupod. A special shout out to our wonderful patrons, starting off with our eternal desu patrons, our $8 tier, the amazing Skullbosh and incomparable Alex J. They're not alone though, as we also have our amazing super desu patrons, Patrons are $5 tier, Nene Killua, Magical Girl Charlotte, Rebel in an Isekai, and Jellums. And our Kawaii Desu patron, our $3 tier, Eliza L. You're all pretty Kawaii Desu in my book. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Kawaii Desu Pod, or go to kawaiidesupod.com for links to those socials as well as all of our episodes. That's K A W A I I D E S U P O D.com. Spread the word about us, and if you feel so inclined, leave a review on iTunes, rate us five stars on Spotify, or wherever you listen to us. It really does help. We will see you all again next week as we continue through Supernatural Month with Bleach. Now, back to the podcast. couldn't tell you what their ages are because you know shinra and arthur both come off as teenagers but they're also like fully academy full like they've gone through the fire academy and are now employed like as firefighters so i don't know if they are like Like, i can see like 17 or 18 well okay so when we first see him right like at the at the train station okay so he is 17 at the in the first anime edges (laughs) <laughs> ages yeah he ages is, the, throughout the show okay. he goes from 17 to originally 18. okay when i saw him like though i was like is he wearing a middle school uniform so like i get it <laughs> yeah no they definitely read young and inexperienced so young men who have gone through some training but have so much more to learn i mean like because it, it's the sense. thing right you never know you you could be so confident in the training and excel at it but once you're in the real situation everything you know it's good like <laughs> yeah it's different yeah because in training there's always the the fail safe yeah. of well this isn't actually real and my teacher will help me get out of this whereas in a real situation that's not necessarily yeah, what's going to go down also you don't get the emotions that are associated with like real world happenstances right like they had to learn that like mm-hmm. hey like i know like you want to go in guns blazing but like you have to remember these are fucking people and the people that are you know grieving have to see you go and fucking kill a person they've already been so traumatized by the fact that you know their loved one is probably in so much pain and they're just gone forever Mm -hmm. and then you have to see them die a second time yeah that was rough it was a great i like that shinra was was like yeah this is real sad yeah yeah he's been through it why doesn't he just wear like a medical mask by the way like 
to hide the fact yeah. that he smiles when he's nervous. I feel like it would have solved literally <laughs> so many of his problems because now I'm just like, great, people are going to see him going in to fight, uh, you know, the. Inf- I keep trying to say Eternals. <laughs> he's going to go in and try to fight. Um, <laughs> we can fight them. Infernals. The Infernals. And people are going to be like, oh, he looks too eager. You know, basically everything that you accused everything i assumed yeah uh but like literally if he just like pulled a jujitsu kaisen and wore a fucking mask or something like i feel like he wouldn't have those issues that's true maybe every anime character who hides half their face is just a nervous smiler yep and they're hiding that fact and apparently they got (laughs) scary mouths they Mm -hmm. could they could yeah but i've learned my lesson i know pointy teeth don't equate to evil anymore and you know what that was a true true point of doing this entire podcast (laughs) was to cure you of your tooth racism and i think we've gotten here so without further ado the end this is the end of the quietest point podcast the whole podcast (laughs) (laughs) the entire time you guys were like lord we just gotta lure her in until she's okay to watch part of it (laughs) casey was just uh yeah stepping stone oh my god this is a a conspiracy (laughs) this is so dumb i'm sorry (laughs) Oh, God. It's really good. It's a fun time. And it's beautifully animated. The art is amazing. uh, Originally, when we were watching it, and I was just like, damn, this this does look so different from Soul Eater. But it honestly almost seems like a different style. Yeah, they were done. So uh, Soul Eater was done by Studio Bones versus Fire Force was done by Mm. David Production. So Mm. very different animation houses. David Production is known for stuff like JoJo's Bizarre Adventure and Cells at Work. Whereas Studio Bones, I mean, Studio Bones is one of the most popular studios, but they're known for things like Bungo Stray Dogs, My Hero Academia, Full Metal Alchemist. So very right. different art styles. And yes, in episode two, there's just this stance that Shinra has. I was like, oh, so he literally just has the same like mannerisms of soul, which is a character. They're not really. Just yeah. once in a while he does. Soul has a very oh, yeah, different that's personality. What I'm, saying. I'm saying like just the way he stands and his sharp teeth. I mean, similar, like, it's all, like, small references, right? Like, when they're showing all the skulls to be, like, oh, yeah, pe- you know, because episode two starts with that, like, people die many different ways, the worst of which is spontaneous combustion. But mm-hmm. all the skulls are the same skull as the right. Grim Reaper from Soul Eater. So, like, you know, it's all these little references. And, like, you know, if you are like me, who does know how the Fire Force manga ends, you know that those connections go very deep. Regardless of that, I mean, yeah, Fire Force, I think, you know, it's a strong first two episodes. I think it gives you a lot. And it makes me really excited. Uh, It made me, when I first watched these two episodes, really excited to keep going with it. Mm -hmm. So the only other thing that got me as hype as the great animation, the great storytelling, and the great characters was the great music that Fire Force has. Yeah! So let's talk about that music by kicking off with our OP. So our OP is Inferno by Mrs. Greenapple. The love Flower, 
Lauren, tell me what you thought of that opening. I thought it was incredible. I think the song by itself is one of the coolest things I've ever heard. And then you add these amazing visuals on top of it. I think it was really great. I think it was one of the strongest OPs I've ever seen. Yeah, I think it's a very solid OP. Like, you know, I think it is like a very kind of by the by the numbers anime op if i'm being honest but like in a good way like i think it colors within the lines but it uses very good colors inside those lines right Mm, that's fair this intro is all over tiktok and it's literally so good and for what (laughs) for being amazing for what (laughs) (laughs) and for what it was and so for what? good. Being amazing for an amazing anime. Wow. Great job. I feel guys. like you have to like rescue yourself there. <laughs> like I feel like no. you said Ed for what? And then you were like, why did I say that? No, no, no. It was a setup. This song is just so good. And it's something that I feel like we would hear just on the radio. Oh, like, yeah. No, no, no. For sure. Um. All right. So yeah, no, I think it's a phenomenal OP. Uh, mm. I think it is like a very, very good good like shonen op and mm-hmm. i really like it so let's talk about the outro our outro song is veil by keina suda Lauren, what did you think of that outro? The song is great. I think it's a really good song. The visuals are horrifying. Um, yes. they. I mean, don't get me wrong. Beautifully done, like, storytelling-wise. I was going to say, yeah. All you need is this: the visuals happening, and you know exactly what happened. It's, uh, it's awful to watch every single time, but it's done very, very well. It's just, yeah, it's fucking gorgeous. I love how, like, not traditional the art is. It almost felt like paper puppet dolls at Mm -hmm. first and just Mm -hmm. I love a lot of like shadow storytelling and stuff yeah it's just gorgeous I I just love when the art doesn't match up to like the anime itself yeah because it gives us like a little something different and I like that it is like definitely like a come down song but it still has that intensity and it still keeps like a really good fun fast pace yeah it absolutely does yeah, it lulls you into that. This is going to be a come down song. And then very much isn't in any capacity because you just get stressed again. Yeah, no, I think it's I think it's so good. This is like the second anime we've had recently where I'm like, it gives me such fucking really good city pop vibes. Yeah. And it's just, I, I really like this outro a lot. Yeah, I did too. I, yeah, I love it. It's phenomenal. Before we like get into it, into it, another thing I want to talk about when it comes to like not music, but like the sound of this show is I think Fire Force has probably some of the best sound design I've ever seen in an anime. Yes, oh. uh, I agree. Just the noises that happen, like as people ignite flames. There's a very iconic scene, which I do have in the in, in our context, that like just 
just like the sounds they make for explosions and everything like the sound design in this is masterful like even yeah. people who are like fuck this anime are like but the sound design pretty fucking bomb very creative the way they do this shit it's so good but yeah the sound design aside the intro is so good the outro is so good so it's time i think we move to our segment what modern or contemporary artist do you think would have did a good job with these anime intros and outros lauren why don't you kick us off with inferno this gave me a lot of trouble so i'm very excited to hear what you two picked because i'm sure it's gonna be a lot better than what i, I wouldn't say so <laughs> i don't know you've this one was really good you've been really improving in this game i think you deserve a little more confidence i agree Maybe i don't think my week. choice is good but I, I i trust i have confidence in you okay well i appreciate it we'll see We'll see how accurate it was. Anyway, my my best choice was um, an artist called Alistair, and uh, his the song is Somewhere on Fullerton. Yeah, I don't think this is a bad choice at yeah. all. Like, <laughs> I see why you would feel like, oh, this isn't it, just because like some of the earlier parts are a little too like pop punky. But I think very much so. I think when you get to the chorus, it aligns very well. So like a new mindset that I've really gone in with this is like. Can I take this song and literally just put it in the opening and would it work? Oh, do you mean the thing I thought about last month with Tiger and Bunny? The thing I brought up yeah, several, yeah. like a whole month ago? Yeah, yeah this, this is, is Skylar's my idea. idea. <laughs> you know? All right. No, I think, I think this is great. I think you should have way more confidence in it. I'm going to go okay. next because I have literally no confidence in mine. Oh, okay. And and again, I, it might be uh, it might be like Lauren, where I maybe am overthinking it, and it's a lot better than it is. But I do mm. want to clarify: I picked this, and I was like, I it was one of those situations where you get to a song and you can't get away from it in your head, and you're like, but yes. I think there's a better answer out there. So at the yes. very least, I just know there's a better answer out there, but I just can't pinpoint it. So okay. I ended up with going with "Jamie All Over" by Mayday Parade. This was actually on my consideration list, so I love it. It's a good choice. I think this is better than mine, PJ, oh, personally. Disagree. So, oh, okay. I agree. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, please don't apologize. I think this is a phenomenal choice. Like, I loved Lauren's choice, but I just... I, I think, think this has a little bit more of it. Yeah, I think yeah. It, it matches the vibe more. Absolutely. Yeah, now I completely I'm nervous. Agree. Okay, listen. Well, no. <laughs> I don't, whoa, whoa, whoa. We can't all just be unconfident every episode. No, 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 no. Listen, let me... No, PJ, let me finish. So now I'm nervous because I was pretty, like, confident in my choice. And I need you guys to... And now I was like, shit, what if my choice is the bad one but you saw uh, this and went no there's a better version no, there's another one so yeah. i guess you'd well, have to i'm wrong well i mean you could be wrong but theoretically you're right and you were like cool this is close but not the best and i found the best and i'm gonna yeah. trust your judgment i'm asking you Skylar, who did you pick who'd you pick uh okay so i went with blonde by the water parks yeah, I think that's a great choice, Tyler. That's amazing, Tyler. I would add this to a playlist of songs that sound like anime OPs, 100%, by the way. We really need yeah. to start that playlist. You should. Because, uh, you know, like people always talk about Dear Maria Kamiyan, but I think Blonde by Waterparks needs to be added to that list because this is, this is an anime OP. I was like about to just uh, go with like something like, I kept getting stuck on Say uh, say Yes, Juliet, Count, or... <laughs> Check yes, Juliet. Oh, um, yes. We the Kings, that kind of vibes. And I was just like, I guess I just have to choose this. And I accidentally clicked on this song because I was on a uh, a pop punk playlist. Mm -hmm. And the first part, I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Did I just accidentally stumble into this? Wow. Perfect. Um, all right. So then let's move to our outro song. Lauren, who did you pick for Veil? 
definitely threw me at first. But upon some re-listens, there was one artist I kept coming back to. It's that thing where your brain just like picks somebody and then won't move on. So I ended up going with Train 50 Ways to Say Goodbye. I love Train. And I feel like if you took out the instrumental part of the song, like I could see how it is Right. And I think that's what you're going for, right? You went more vocally. Mm -hmm. And because I think the pacing of the song is a really good match. And I honestly do think Train, the singer of Train, who I don't know his name, but I know I don't like him as a person, uh, based off of literally nothing other than like his face. (laughs) (laughs) I do know that the vocals are very similar. Mm. Also, the fact that he's just, you know, so Phantom of the Opera for 50 Ways to Say Goodbye. (laughs) It is. It is just Phantom of the Opera. As soon as you were saying goodbye, I was like, that's the Phantom of the Opera one, isn't it? It is. It absolutely (laughs) is the Phantom of the Opera train song. (laughs) No, I think that's a really good choice, though, for vocals, for sure. And pacing in general. Yeah, Yeah. it's just the The pacing is perfect. So I went with an artist, but let me also kind of another. I also had a like, this reminds me of a different anime outro, but it didn't actually remind me of an outro. And I don't think it's super close. Don't get me wrong. I'm not sitting here like they're the same song. But every time I listen to this, I was like, is this a Yu Yu Hakusho opening? <laughs> oh my god! What I actually went with, because I then was like, do I just pick the artist I picked for Smile Bomb when we did Yu Yu Hakusho? <laughs> and then I was like, no, 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 try to find something unique to this. So I went with, that's why I came to California by Leon Ware. I feel the vibe though. Like the vibe of right, the song is there. Right, because they're similar enough songs that I think picking something for Smile Bomb <laughs> works still. But I could tell that my brain was too corrupted by Smile Bomb to not just pick a more Smile Bomb-y song. But I do think this is an okay-ish choice for for the outro. I think so too. I agree with you. Even though it is different stylistically, it has the same feel to it. Yes. I just wish it didn't go like up so many octaves, I guess, like pretty consistently. Mm. But like, I understand how difficult it was picking a song for this. It was rough. It was really rough. Both of these songs, one. it was um, a bit of an ordeal for me. All right, Skylar, take it home. You guys. <laughs> you guys. This was so hard for me. I was just like, and it sucks because it's one of those like, this sounds so similar to something and I can't figure it out. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, I couldn't stumble into it. So I'm not that confident, but like. It's fine. <laughs> I went with The Future Freaks Me Out by Motion City Soundtrack. I'm going to like low-key oh, shit on your choice here, Skylar. Oh, my oh, God. I fucking hated your choice. Uh, uh, <laughs> I'm going to shit on it worse. Uh, I think if Weezer did a cover of Veil, then The Future Freaks Me Out would be a good a good choice. I think their voice matches up more than Weezer, though. No, I I see where you're going with it, but it's such a more like it would be like a yacht rock cover of of Veil, which is honestly an interesting thing for me to say because I do think the closest approximation because I do think Veil is a very city poppy song, and I think the closest approximation to American city pop would be something like yacht rock, and outside of going you know straight like 80s. So I think that's an interesting take for me to have, but this is so much more yacht rocky than Veil goes. Veil goes a little more, too too uh too energetically soul and that's why i think my choice was also not great because mine was more straight straight like r&b uh like yacht rock soul uh versus yours i think goes way too yacht rocky for it but i think it is still a good choice i just have a lot of opinions because of how much i love the future freaks me out i thought it was a pretty good choice i like the you. um <laughs> It had the same build and journey as the the outro does. So see, that's what I was trying to match up. So yeah, the Weezer cover you. of Veil would Shut be up. 
would be done justice by Music Motion City soundtrack. You know what? It's a lot better than the other song I was stuck on. So listen, if if this is the best one, I like it. Regardless, I do still think it's a good choice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Even I after think everything I've said. Um, but yeah, good choices all around. But uh, all of that said, I think it's time uh, we take a quick break to watch some additional clips, some additional context, and we'll be right back. So stay tuned. All right, we're back. We had Lauren watch some additional clips, some additional context, some additional firepowers, infernals, reveals, and um, etchy moments all together <laughs> in one. Uh, tell me, Lauren, after all of that, mm-hmm. you know, Fire Force is a very interesting show because, you know, it obviously we're in Supernatural Month now. So we're dealing with something that happens a lot of Supernatural, whether it's in literature, TV shows, movies, whatever, which is like the introduction of big religious presences, mm-hmm. whether that is something like just the idea of the church and its power and influence or as we get into other episodes of the show just of gods and demons and angels and stuff like that but religious iconography kind of runs rampant throughout something supernatural and i think it's especially interesting here where you have like the nuns and the prayer of like you know light and these cults and different ideologies towards the fire and the flame it's a lot of it's a lot of very interesting ideas but it's all kind of centered around these very personal stories you know you have brigade eight and you're also going to get the things of like the the bonding and the growth of them as a unit and as a team and you can already see the dynamics and the strengths and the weaknesses of it and it's there's a lot to look forward to in the show but also a lot to to kind of see through so i'm curious which of those you're going to do as i ask you the question lauren would you keep watching fire force even though fire is something that i am actually very afraid of in real life. This show is really cool. And I love the dynamic of this world and how these characters are navigating it. So yes, I will keep watching Fire Force. You absolutely love to see it. A kawaii success in the book to kick off Supernatural Month. I, I love it. This anime, I think, again, I think is really great. I just straight binged it when I first watched it. Mm-hmm. I'm excited that you enjoyed it. Tell me, Lauren, did you end up with a favorite character throughout this? I did. Yeah. Um, It was Maki. Probably still is Maki, even after the yeah. context. I just, I love her. Yeah. I uh, debated so showing hot. more Maki context, mm-hmm. but I wanted to show more like uh, of like the progression of some of like the ideals and stuff that the show has. Oh, yes. But Maki is also my favorite. Maki is best girl. Oh, best right. girl. Yeah. Did you have the same favorite character, Skylar? It was it was close because I am very attracted to her. I think she's so funny and she's great. I I hate I hate choosing main protagonist as like my favorite character, mm-hmm. especially because there's so many amazing characters in this anime, right? Right. But I am a sucker for sharp teeth boys, <laughs> <laughs> like. I absolutely love them. I think they're such little cuties. Yeah. And I like that, like, despite all his trauma, he's not like a whiny baby. Does that make sense? Yes, he is it. (laughs) Uh, Definitely not like Aaron. Not at all (laughs) like Aaron. No, no, no. This is an Aaron Yeager hate account. Honestly, (laughs) he's so annoying. (laughs) Even though I know he's, like, sexy and very, like, cool right now, like adult Aaron, I don't care. I'm saying it right here. I don't care if he's sexy <laughs> but that said yeah shinra i'm assuming is who you were referencing as your favorite you never said yes <laughs> teeth boy skylar's like my two favorite characters in fiction are shinra and shark boy from shark boy and lava girl <laughs> Honestly, that would be a good anime. I think it has the potential. Well, what I like about Fire Force in general is that 
they're not I mean they're teenagers ostensibly right because they're 17 but they are adults you know like they grow from 17 to 18 throughout the show uh, at least your your recruits do because Maki's already 18 because of that you get a lot less of like the unnecessary unnecessary melodrama these are all adults like you know these are people that are out of school they're in employment they're in their real lives yeah and they're fighting they're you know they're firefighters like literally Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. i think because of that uh you don't get a lot of that like oh no i'm still learning how to do this like they've gone through the academy already this isn't my hero academia we're watching them like learn how to use their powers this isn't naruto we're watching them grow and develop they're still you're gonna still see them grow and develop but they are past that like i'm figuring life out phase they're in the like this is what i'm doing how do i get better at it phase very much so yeah yeah yeah, no, I, I could definitely see that. That said, we have a Kawhi success in the book. Uh, your favorite characters listed. There's only one thing left to do. Is there an AMV for that? Wow, wow, wow. AMV. Anime music videos. Is there an AMV for that? Uh, all right, Lauren, you know the rules. Give me your song and artist for Fire Force. Oh, goodness. Um, In my excursion to find my artist for the intro and outro i came across a song that i was like you know what that's pretty serendipitous <laughs> i'm gonna pick this song for the amv even though i'm sure it probably doesn't exist um and it's i caught fire by the used all right lauren unfortunately there is no amv to fire force for either your song or any used song yeah that's so that okay. is zero points for you today back at it again <laughs> Superhero <laughs> month was oh, superpower month was band. rough. <laughs> so maybe this is another omen for this month. Ooh, goodness. That's okay. It's okay. It's because of the youth. Uh so as as is tradition, uh obviously anytime we don't get uh when we get no points, we will tell you what the top three AMVs are. So you know what maybe vibes you should have gone for. So our number one AMV is to the song Dark Side by Alan Walker. Our second AMV is to the song Fight Like the Devil by Onlap. Oh, oh, yeah. That sounds like it would be a good vibe match. And then our final AMV is Friction by Imagine Dragons. Oh. Yep. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah, that does make sense. Okay. Yeah, I just didn't hit the vibe this time. That's that's the name of the game, man. That's the name of the game, <laughs> baby. But there's a <laughs> but that's not the end of this game. Because Lauren, it's time. Do you think there is a possibility that Evanescence Bring Me to Life exists as an AMV? For Fire Force. Exists is such a strong choice of words. <laughs> exists. Like, is it, Does it exist? Is there one is usually what we say, but I guess it's you're saying the same thing, but it's just like, this is more like, do you believe in the existence of a higher power? At least I'm not an evangelist. <laughs> well, that's true that we've found out. A neon genesis evangelist. <laughs> Tell me, Lauren, do you think there will be one? Uh, there's got to be some. Absolutely. I'm saying yes. Yeah, there's a bunch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, congratulations. That's still one point in the book. It has been a very long time since you've only gotten a zero pointer at the very minimum. That's true. That's true. I usually Again, come up with you something. always get saved by your evanescence, evanescence radar. <laughs> your evanescence <laughs> is what I've decided to call it. <laughs> 
Maybe that's my superpower. It's evanescence. What does yes. evanescence actually mean? Evanescence uh, means the quality of being fleeting or vanishing quickly. Impermanence. Mm. Huh. Bring me to life, I guess. It's to be ephemeral, momentary, transient. Damn, that's my goal. <laughs> to just kind of disappear for people's lives. But you like, do that very easily. I know. But like in a spooky, whimsical way. Right. Right. Gotta keep it spooky and whimsical. Well, we have no current plans of being evanescent from your lives because this is only the first week of Supernatural Month. We've still got four more episodes to go this month. We hope you're excited as we are to continue down this month. Lauren, thank you for going on this journey uh, with us. Thank you. Even though I was afraid at first, I'm I'm glad I watched it. We're so happy you were able to overcome your fears. Thank yes, that, you. that is what this podcast is all about. is overcoming Lauren's tooth racism and fear of fires. <laughs> uh, and we succeeded on both fronts today, which means wow. that it was a win for us and a win for you, the audience. And, you know, I hope it was a fun win for you, a good win. But more importantly, I hope it was a fun time, a good time, a fire force time, a devil's footprint time. Sharp tooth. Uh, a coming up with, with outro sequences is hard time, man. <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> oh, God. I really do love every time he's like, now I'm this man. I'm uh, w- knocking sense into delusional woman, man. <laughs> Listen, you got to find the name that fits you. Yeah, it's hard to find a superhero name time. It's true. But until (laughs) next time, we hope your wait isn't a kawaii disappointment. I've been PJ. I've been Skylar. I've been Lauren. And I am saying goodbye, man. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Goodbye. Goodbye.